Welcome to the Mom Manual. Motherhood doesn't come with instructions, but it should. We are on a mission to highlight ordinary moms doing extraordinary things to build the ultimate mom manual. Every week, I have the distinct honor of speaking with women about the lessons they've learned and the inspiration that got them to where they are today. Join us for a conversation that will spark creativity, provide actionable tips, and celebrate the ordinary and extraordinary moments of motherhood. The Mom Manual starts now. Hi everyone, it's Tara Williams with the Mom Manual. I have a very special guest today. Andrea Faulkner Williams is joining us. She is the head mama and co-founder of Tubby Todd. She is a mom of four from San Diego. Welcome to the podcast, Andrea. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Thank you for being here. Okay, I think everybody knows Tubby Todd, but if they don't. Okay, that's so nice. I hope that's the goal. That is, that's the goal. You are you are succeeding at your goal. But if anybody doesn't know you or the brand, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? And then we'll jump right into these tips for all the moms. We started Tubby Todd. The first idea came 10 years ago when my husband came home from work and we were both really frustrated professionally. And he was like, we are going to make natural bath products for little ones. And I was like, heck yeah, we are. And I was like, why? And he's like, because we are parents and we want the best for our little ones and we want things to be natural, but we don't love using natural products because none of them actually smell good or feel good when you use them. And so we started formulation of our first product. And, um, during that time we had a second child and he had such sensitive prone skin, prone to eczema, dryness, redness, And so we actually had developed a hair and body wash, but went back to the drawing board and started over to create something that would fulfill this dream of having natural clean ingredients that were great to use, but also that would be good for sensitive skin. And from that, Tubby Todd was born and it has been eight years since we launched our first product. We have about 40 products in a team of about 20 here in San Diego. Okay. That is such an amazing story. And I think the more I talk to people, it's always the same. You're looking for a solution you can't find it. And so you go and create your own. I love this so much. And you said eight years. I don't know why I feel like Tubby Todd has been around for like 20 years. <laughs> like you guys. Oh, see- really? Wow. I know. It just feels like it started like yesterday. And then also it feels like it's been forever. You know, it's like the weirdest thing. It's like having a kid too, you know? I mean, I've been doing Dreamland Baby for two years and which two years doesn't sound like a long time, but it has felt like an eternity. Yes, it is a long time. And congratulations. That's amazing. So Andrea is going to talk to us about something super unique today, working with your spouse. I love this topic so much because when I look at my spouse, he wants absolutely nothing to do with my business at all, except for me to sell it so he can retire, but he doesn't want to be involved. And I personally could not imagine. I just, it wouldn't work. I think we, we would end up splitting up immediately, but Andrea has made it work with her husband for the last eight years and very successfully. So for anyone who's listening and considering working with your spouse or just interested in what does it look like to work with a spouse, she is going to give us some tips today. So Andrea, what is your first takeaway for working with your spouse? So my first takeaway is considering bandwidth. So bandwidth is a word I like to use and think about a lot when I'm talking about our family organization. So within a family there are needs, especially if you have children or if you have four and the needs go from emotional to physical to financial. And those needs change over time for us. 
one of the reasons that we wanted to work together is because it felt like it would be the best way to meet our family's needs in all of those ways. And we would be able to give and take when needed. So for instance, this morning, I needed to be here early to get on the phone to talk. And so I took the kindergartner while my husband was at home getting ready, waiting for the nanny to come for the baby. So that is the beauty of working together. When we started Tubby Todd, it was my husband's idea to start Tubby Todd. And I was at the time working from home and not feeling super fulfilled in what I was doing professionally, but I just kept thinking, well, Tubby Todd is his idea. So he needs to launch it. This needs to be him. And one day I was talking to Elle from Solly Baby. She's one of my best friends and we were here in San Diego together. And I was telling her, I'm like, I'm frustrated because we have the product ready. We have the website, but I, I want to help Brian launch it, but you know, he's just so busy at his day job. And at the time he was working like 12 hours a day, commuting an hour each way. And she kind of looked back at me and in the kindest, sweetest way possible was like, if you feel inclined to do this and you feel that passion and fire, like then you should go do it. Why are you waiting for him? And it wasn't because he wasn't trying to do the best for our family. His bandwidth was completely filled to the max. He didn't have any more to give to our family because he was giving what he needed to and what he could at that time. I think most of us, if we look at our children and our partners are giving what we know how to at any given time. We always are trying our very best, not trying to be lazy or mean. A lot of times we are just doing the best with any situation we're in. And since that experience, I think about that day when I remember where we were, I remember the wind was blowing. I was in Elle's front yard and it changed my entire life because I just put my head down and I have worked as hard as I have felt inclined to work on Tubby Todd ever since then. And since then he worked for three years at that job that was supporting and funding Tubby Todd and then was able to quit and come on full-time to Tubby Todd about five years ago. It taught me so much about working together as a team because it's easy to look at your partner and think like, why aren't they taking out the trash? Why aren't they doing the dishes? But uh, Jody Moore, who's a life coach often says, if you have that thought, it probably means you need to get up and take out the trash or do the dishes because they're doing the things that they are feeling inclined to do to contribute to your family in that very moment. And for them, that might be resting in that very moment or taking a nap because sometimes those are the things they need to do to be able to contribute best to your family. Um, so having really honest conversations about bandwidth and saying like, Hey, you know, right now, here's what I can give to a business or to our family with parenting is so important and accepting that everyone's giving their best that they can give. I've had so many women, this is the last thing I'll say about this. I've had so many women come to me since I started Tubby Todd and been like, oh, I had this idea, but they're kind of waiting on their partner to help them make it happen. And like you're saying, you had an idea, you went out, you made it happen. You're not waiting on your partner. I don't think that we should feel like we have to wait for anyone, whether it's a partner that you are in a romantic relationship or a partner that you're in a business relationship with. If you feel inspired to start something, that is the light within you telling you what you need. And it doesn't matter if your team members or your boyfriend or your husband is picking up and doing it with you because they don't have that light. Your light is unique and you need to follow that. Okay, Andrea, so much good stuff here. But the first thing- You're so cute. 
just going through my mind the whole time you were talking. I'm not sure why, but I thought you start like you came up with the idea of Tubby Todd. You started it, and then your husband mm-hmm. eventually got bored. So it sounds like he did stay on his job for three years. So did you run it independently for the first three years, or was he still? Yeah. So for the first three years, because he had worked prior in manufacturing. So he was the one who had all of the manufacturing experience. So basically every morning when he went to work, he was like, Hey, um, I want to, I was like, how do I get caps? He's like, here's five companies you can call. And then I would call and I would like get sample caps. And I'm like, okay, what do I need to do next? You need a liner for the cap. Who do I call? And he'd be like, here's five companies. Right. And then on the weekends nights, you know, we were always talking about it, um, throughout the entire experience. And then when he was able to come on full time, he now sits as CEO and I sit as president, but I really just call myself head mama because I don't know what a president does and head mama feels a lot more appropriate. I love that. I love that. I know it's funny now because I'm the CEO and I'm like, of what, (laughs) like, what does that mean? You know, ever own it, own a girl. No, I, I, the world, that's a a whole nother conversation of, yeah, we'll do that later. Yeah. We'll do that later. Yeah. But so when you guys went into this and your husband was able to step away from his job that I'm assuming was supporting the family. So at this point, Tubby Todd must have been generating at least enough income to pay you guys. Did you look at this business and say, you know, this is something that we're going to do together and we're going to hold it in the family for the next 20 years? Or like, did you have a plan? Because it's a leap of faith, right? To start a business and to quit a job is always a leap of faith. So from the beginning, Tubby Todd has been about connecting families. So first it was about connecting our family. On our first date, I didn't mention this, Brian and I talked about how cool it would be to work with your spouse. And I mentioned to him, hey, my parents, actually my mom helped my dad start his business and has worked on and off at multiple businesses that he's done. So we had this feeling for whatever reason uh, that connection through working together would be a part of our relationship from the very beginning. When we started Tubby Todd with the goal of connection with our, in our own family, the thing that was so beautiful about it, where these products were created that help parents connect with their little ones, right. In the rituals of bath time in the intimate moments of, you know, bathing and holding and, you know, the middle of the night feedings, those are the times when you really have the connection that is so, so sacred to parent and child. Now that we have this team that is like rocking and so rad, they are connecting with families, their family through supporting through the sales of Tubby Todd. And it, to me, it's just this beautiful expression of family, which is the most important thing in my life, other than my relationship with God. I don't know what your question was, but I do think that the goal was for us to connect. And so that goal was fulfilled. And now that goal is kind of constantly pushed every year. We're like, okay, well, we fulfilled this goal of connection. Now, what's this connection look like right now? It's really focused on the community of our, what we call Tubby Todd mamas, which can be a male or a female. A Tubby Todd mama is someone who takes care of themselves so they can better take care of their little ones. And so the goal has always been the same of connection, but it's just expanded. Okay. I love this so much. And I think this goes really nicely into your second takeaway. Do you want to talk about that a little bit? 
Yeah. I was raised by, like I said, an entrepreneurial father who started multiple businesses, but my mom primarily stayed home and raised five kids. So um, most of my friends, I I didn't really have any friends that had a full-time working mom, let alone friends that had a mom who was running their own business. And so for me as a mom, this has been a big transition And then also it has been a big transition for my husband who was raised in a home where his, his mother taught piano lessons, but was not, you know, consistently bringing home any financial impact to the family. I think, you know, those roles have been different than we thought would be in our mind. And I think that that's okay. I think that it's a great reminder that our families don't have to look like everyone else's, right? People always say, the exact thing that you said when I said, yeah, I work with my spouse. The first thing they say is, oh my gosh, I could never work with my spouse. And I always say, well, we fought anyways. So why not fight about making money? Right. And so love that. it's not that we don't have conflicts because I can assure you that we have conflict. And I feel like the most conflict actually came at the beginning of our marriage when we did have that professional frustration in our personal lives where we didn't feel fulfilled. So we didn't feel fulfilled. And then the conflict came in with each other because there wasn't fulfillment in our individual lives, right? And the more whole we are as a person, the better we are going to be in a relationship, regardless of what relationship we're in. So we still, believe me, have a lot of conflict. And by conflict, I mean, just some really healthy discussions and, you know, times when we're not happy with one another and the decisions we're making in the business. But It's all moving towards one goal, which is helping each other. We're on the same team. So although it is challenging and sometimes I'll look around and be like, huh, what would that be to not work with your spouse? It's okay that it doesn't look like everyone else's life, right? And um, I have to remind myself that. And I think that's easy as a member of society who's really involved with social media, that our life doesn't have to look like everyone else's. Yeah, I think that's such a great reminder. So I'm 35. I think you're about somewhere in my age range. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I do, I do think when we were growing up, it was pretty typical that those gender roles are still the mom usually stayed at home and the dad yeah. work in my family. And I sometimes laugh because I'm like, I don't know where I came from. I'm also one of five. And my mom did work. She was a little bit unique in the sense that she worked two days a week and she was a dental hygienist and she worked from seven to oh, cool. So she was always able to pick us up from school still, but I remember two days a week yeah. drive us and it was always a disaster. <laughs> it was always the worst morning. Hot he, mess. Yeah. Just hot, hot mess. Yeah. This memory in my mind when he, he'd make a smoothie every morning and one morning the top of the cap, like hilarious. and the smoothie went everywhere. And I'm like, that was the mornings my dad drove me, but I do remember like my mom picked us up every day and she was the room mom and you know, all these things. And And growing up, I always had this burning desire to like be the CEO of a fortune 500 company. I went to college. I got a finance degree. Like I was on a mission and I don't know where it came from because my sister who actually has an extremely successful career always wanted to be a mom. And I, and I kind of joke with her, like, I can't believe you're still working. Like when you have your second, you're not going to, but that, you know, and, and then I have three brothers. And so we have these experiences. So for the listener who says, you know, I want to start this business, my mom Mm -hmm. stayed home and I'm getting that kind of shame feeling from my, from Mm -hmm. 
my parents and my aunts, you know, that I should stay home and I'm not kind of leaving up to my responsibility of being a mom and letting somebody else raise my kids. Like, how do you, how do you answer that to, to that mom? Who's, who's thinking that and getting that pushback right now? Yeah. I think that that is real and it is impossible as a parent to not correlate your actions with any behavior or anything wrong that happens with your kids. My kids, my two youngest have been tantruming when we go places and I constantly am like, okay, well, are they doing this because, you know, they're with a babysitter during the day. And so I'm not taking them as many places, my older kids and whatever. I mean, I, so it's going to happen. Those thoughts are going to come, whether you're a working parent or a stay at home parent, it doesn't matter. You could be a stay-at-home parent with all of the childcare help, and you will still have questions about your parenting. The idea, just like a teenager is going to have bad thoughts about their body, you know, that they look ugly or whatever, parents are going to have thoughts that they're failing. And so what are we going to do when the thoughts come? Are we going to allow them to sit and to grow and to like take those in as belief? Or are we going to talk back to those thoughts and say, hey, yeah, you know what? I am like a really good I am a good mom. And so I would say to the mom who says, I have this idea. I feel this burning within me to be a CEO. Um, I would just question the uh, desire. So I always question my desire. So I, I feel the desire. I take it and I write it down and then I question it. And I'm like, hey, why? Is it because there's something I need to make me feel whole? Because if that's why you're doing it, that's not, that's not going to help. Right. But if it's because you want to do it for your family or your relationship, so, or so you can be a better mom, like, Hey, I am going crazy here at home. I don't like this. I don't like being home all day long. And I would be a better mom if I had something for four hours or eight hours a day that I did that was different. Well, then I think that's a pretty good reason to have that desire. And then I would just put your head down and go do it and not think about it again. Right. Write it down and go back to it when that thought creeps in. I had the desire. I questioned it. I was curious about it. I feel really good about my motives and now I'm putting it down and I'm going for it. Right. And, and when you have those days where someone's like, you know, says to you, all the things that people say, like, oh, I don't want someone else to raise my children or, you know, because I, and I get why they're saying that because they're wondering, should I be a working mom? Like I, they're not trying to be mean. They're questioning their own desires to be a stay at home parent. They're not trying to harm you. Right. Even your parents, when they say that to you, it's not because they're thinking you're doing something wrong. It's because they're like, well, should have I been a working mom? Is, are there, is that what you're trying to tell me? You weren't happy with how I was as a parent by you going and choosing a different path. Right. So write it down. And then when you have a bad day, go back and look at it and then watch a TV show and forget it and go to bed and start it. I feel that it's so profound. Wow. As you were speaking. Oh, you're so nice. I mean, no, it's a reflection of themselves. Um, and I love the idea of journaling. I always go back to it. I, I always want to journal more and I never do, but really just writing it down and seeing it in front of you. Okay. The last question in here, and then we'll move on to, to the next tip, but how does this bleed over into your social life? And I know you didn't want to talk a lot about personal. So if you don't want to answer this, it's okay. Oh yeah, no, that's totally fine. But I want to say something about journaling really fast. 
I used to journal every single day through college and when I was a new mom. And then the more kids I had, the less I journaled. And now the way I journal is I dict a text or like speak in my phone in an email and I just email myself. So I'll say like, here's a question I'm having like that's frustrating or before I read like, or, or meditate, I'll say, you know, here's a, here's something that it, I'm worried about, you know, and I'll go through each of my kids and think about thoughts of them. And then I'll just say it out loud. So, you know, like when you get like your ancestors, like hand, beautiful handwritten journals, what my children are going to get is like weird, like, um, dicta text words that don't make any sense. I love that. Sense, but I don't care because I'm getting those emotions out on the page. And I do have a dream of one day paying someone. Cause I know I'm not going to do this to go through it and like fix all the words. So there you go. My social life. Yeah. I mean, I definitely think I don't have as much of a social life as I thought as I once did. And that's okay. Like I, you know, I have a team I work with. And so yesterday I'll give you an example. I had a big meeting. It was our executive meeting and it was a really hard meeting. Like some hard decisions were made. At one point I almost started crying because it was just, nobody was being mean. I was starting my period, but we were talking about some pretty tough things and um, the future of our brand. And some people yell and I cry and I, that has been something I've had to get used to. And so have people who work with me. That's just who I am. And so I was so tired when I came home at two to four kids, like I was so tired. And so, um, my friend texted me and was like, Hey, let's go, you know, to dinner tonight. And I, if I had had a bad mom day in the past, I would be like, yes, it would be so good to get out of the house. But I honestly, and I'm the most extroverted person ever was like, I cannot talk to anyone right now. Like uh, my kids, a spouse, anyone. I had to like, just turn inwards for a few hours, um, go on a walk, watch a show when the kids were down. And I have days like that a lot where I just don't have it in me to give to relationships, but I have also met some of my closest friends ever who are other working moms in similar situations as me. And we bond over that. And as my kids get older, I really, really love the women that I have children the same ages as, and I, and they're in different stages of their life and they have different lives than I do. A lot of them are stay at home moms. And I learn so much from them. Every time I'm with them, I'm just like, okay, what are you doing about this? What are you guys doing about cell phones? What do you guys, you know, I just, I just go after every question because I feel like they, especially the ones who are in different, you know, have some older kids than me. I just am obsessed with learning from them and like their experience, like they're freaking geniuses. So I don't know if that answered your question. I don't, I don't get to do a lot of girls trips and things like that. Right. I, yeah. I love that answer. I was thinking more on when, so me and my husband, we have, um, maybe unique, maybe not, I don't know, but we have a super close group of couples friends and all they oh, are kids the same age as us. And all the husbands are friends independently because they golf together and all the women are friends independently, which is, I think we have a really special thing here. And most of us are transplants to California. So our kids are like each other's cousins. So we're all, you know, we're all going to Mexico together over the holidays. Like it's just a super close group of friends. But I would think if Rob, my husband, Rob, Rob and I were doing a business together, then somehow there'd be, I don't know, like a different dynamic 
socially, just because you work together. Mm. We're like he has his own identity. Mm. My identity is Dreamline Baby, literally. But if both of our identities were Dreamline Baby, like what would that look like in a social group? Mm-hmm. Okay, Andrea, tell us about your last takeaway for everyone. Yes. So my third takeaway is that things change. So if you're in a part of your life where you feel stuck, like I have a friend whose husband was in residency and, you know, she really wanted to focus more on her career, but going back to the bandwidth, they were, they had three children. Her husband was gone all of the time in his medical residency. And I was really impressed by her because she kept this attitude that like, this isn't going to last forever. And I will be able to focus on things I'm interested in sometime in the future. And it was a sacrifice for their family, but in the end, you know, it was a decision that they had made for him to go to medical school together. There are benefits, but there are definitely sacrifices. So now they're in their fellowship. So his schedule is a lot more flexible and she wanted to go back to school to get her PhD. And she's taking a few classes at a time. And I'm so impressed with her because Um, instead of just saying like, Hey, he's too busy. I can't ever do this. She realized that every stage of life is so different. And I feel like professionally, and especially as a mom to young children, every two to three years, everything looks completely different in our marriage. I have been a full-time stay at home mom. I've been a work from home, part-time mom. I've been a work from home, full-time mom. I have been a work in the office mom. I have done a homeschool mom at not because I wanted to pandemic life, you know, but, um, I've done all of these different things and, um, it is just such a good reminder that nothing in motherhood lasts forever. And so, um, I think that, I think that goes for your professional life and your relationship as well. So I think to make your relationship last forever, you have to remember that. And that if things are frustrating you, as far as like, I I don't have enough time to do this or, I've had some friends who have had to um, really pick up the slack and maybe work way more than they thought that they would ever have to because financially or professionally things didn't go the way that they thought they would for their spouse. And that can be especially challenging. But if I were married to someone who said to me like, Hey, it seems like, you know, things aren't going the way that you thought they would like, I would love to work for the next few years so we can get back on track and like you figure it out that would give me so much more that would empower me to be like, Hey, they're here for me. And, um, would take the pressure off of like knowing that I need to be the only one who contributes financially, obviously. Yeah. That's a decision you need to make in your own relationship. But, but I think that some women especially worry that if they go and contribute financially, their husbands will never contribute financially. And I I think that that's something that we're maybe we have to realize like could take the pressure off and work together a little bit more. Yeah. Be a little more collaborative there. It's really interesting because we, in my family, we have my first three kids are super close in age. So my first and second are 14 months apart and my second and third are. Oh my gosh, you're insane. You are insane. Like my third was born and my oldest was two and a half. So three babies in two and a half years, three different pregnancies. Like it was very chaotic. And then we had we spaced out our fourth a little bit better. And we intended to do that because we wanted a big family. And I said, I want to be done having kids by the time I'm 30. <laughs> like I do not want, you know, that was just whatever. So we had all these kids super close. We moved, we bought a house that was a short sale. And so it was needed to be totally 
gutted on the inside. So we totally renovated that. And then we did it again with a bigger house. And that was, oh my gosh. And I mean, it was truly like trashed inside. And I love that process. It's, I I always joke like one day when I retire from Dreamline Baby, I'm going to just flip houses because it's such my passion, but it is very stressful and it's compounded when it's stressful, when it's your home. And we were living in an apartment at the time because we couldn't live like the house we bought had water damage. It wasn't, it wasn't even livable. So we were living in this tiny apartment with all the kids and, you know, we've gone through all these stressful things, but the most stressful thing I ever went through with my husband, we both were laid off the same, about the same time in 2018. And it was about money. And it was that we have no money. We, I could only buy groceries and spend money on gas. And it was such a, it felt like we were at a party and, you know, the music stops like, er, and just anything that we were accustomed to in our life was halted. I mean, literally I, pulled my kids out of all their sports classes. Like we had no money because neither of us had a job for a full year. And so it was beyond stressful. And I, looking back, I don't even know. It wasn't, we weren't fighting about purchases. It was just, I think we both felt like, are we going to lose our house? You know, like if him and I were doing the same thing, I think just the uncertainty of a business would be more than I could take. Because if the business doesn't work, then all of a sudden we both don't have an option versus at least when I went into dreamland baby, if, if it didn't work out, he still has his job and things aren't going to fall apart for our family. But that for me would always be like the biggest thing that would make me nervous about being with a spouse. I mean, does that ever concern you guys? Yeah. Yeah. Well, so I will say that when Brian came on full time and I'm really transparent about this with people we did bring on a round of friends and family funding. I was fine with him quitting his job and coming on full time, but I'm a huge risk taker and like completely not concerned about financial stability. Brian is exactly opposite and 100% concerned about financial stability. I'm spend, 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 go, go, go. And he's like, okay, let's get a plan. Let's rein it back in budget, budget, budget. And that, that poll is like, makes us a really That push and pull makes us a really good partnership, makes us really frustrated. And we approach most things exactly from an opposite direction, but it helps us like what I think land on good decisions for our home and for our business, um, probably drives people crazy here in the office, but Hey, you know, we're really fun. So, um, But yeah, so again, I think this goes back to looking at your family situation. It doesn't have to look like everyone else's, right? So, um, I, so what we did is we, we went out and we raised a round of friends and family funding so that we had, cause we hadn't taken anything out of the business at all in the first three years. And then when Brian came on, we just took one salary and we shared the salary for a number of years, but it was still a risk, but like it was our end goal. Right. So there it is. No, I love that. I don't don't I, start a soap company. It's yeah. a little stressful. People will be like, have you heard of Johnson and Johnson? Why are you doing this? He has a good job. And I'm like, I don't know. Stop saying that. Oh no. Yeah. The naysayers. But I think you made such a good point in there where you said you're super risky. He's more conservative. My husband and I, my husband is in finance and that is kind of my background. So we are both on the same, our mind is the same track. And, but I have a much higher risk profile, thus starting a business. But I think that part of why I feel like we wouldn't work is because we think so similar, which mm-hmm. is amazing in a lot of ways. But when you're looking for a business partner, you really want to have 
different perspectives and different personalities. And I think if you look at all the big successful companies, it's like a yin and a yang, the co-founders, right? Mm -hmm. Andrea, I could talk to you all day. We are- You're so cute. I know. I'm so impressed with everything you've done. And also, especially that you had three pregnancies in two and a half years, like I literally would die. You know what? I I actually love being pregnant. I remember my sister was like, I just have this weird feeling. I'm not going to be able to get pregnant. I'm like, I'll be your surrogate. No questions asked. (laughs) See, I will be a wet nurse. I'll nurse everyone's babies for the rest of my life, but I do not want to be pregnant, but I also want a fifth baby. So who knows? We'll see. We'll be a good team. Okay. Go into our fire round. So yeah. Okay. Let's go. What are you currently binging on TV? I'm rewatching Seinfeld. I just, I put it on and then I get work done in the background. That is my husband's favorite show. And we fall asleep to it probably every night. I don't watch it at all. Yeah. I like it, but I love that you're yeah. that here for it. Yeah. Um, what is the most recent book you've read? I uh, read Apples Never Fall by Leanne Moriarty. And it, she's the one who did, um, Big Little Lies. It was really good. Ooh, I love that series. Okay. I'm going to have to, I loved it. And then they turned it into a Netflix or something on TV. And I loved it on TV too. Best productivity app. Hmm. I don't use any productivity apps. I just make lists of things all over the place well, and carry I, them around. I'm going to challenge you on that. Cause I think it's you keeping the voice memos. That's, that's yeah. Okay. Okay. It's my voice memo emails. Yeah. Thank you, sister. And what is your go-to de-stressor? Uh, watching The Bachelor with Diet Coke in my bed. I love that. I'm a, I'm a Real Housewives girl when I want to just shut my brain off. See, everyone needs a little reality TV. I'm a Bachelor girl. I have not gone into Real Housewives, but I love and respect everyone who does, you know. Andrea, this is amazing where I know everybody's going to want all the tubby Todd, where can they find you? And I think you have a code too. Yes. So tubby Todd on Instagram, tubby Todd.com. My handle on uh, Instagram is Andrea Faulkner Williams. We have a code for your listeners for 15% off a purchase on tubby Todd.com mom manual 15. So the best place to start, if you have not tried tubby Todd, is with our regulars, which is a three-step process of the wash, lotion, and then the all-over ointment, which is our best-selling product. It's like a, a ointment. It's a love child between a salve and an ointment that sits on top of the skin and helps um, block out barrier. It's a barrier to any irritants. And so um, the regulars is the best place to start if you haven't tried Tubby Tog. Yay, I love it. Okay, Andrea, thank you so much. Have a great day. You too. Thank you, Tara.